since she came back into his life a year ago. April had picked up just where she left off. She made him do an X-rated Easter egg hunt dressed as a Playboy bunny. She'd redecorated his unit with a dick chandelier and penis chairs. And she'd even made him entertain at her Super Bowl party. The circle of people who knew Paul was her bitch was ever-growing, and it had been pretty large to begin with. Despite April's constant humiliations, Paul had a decent job and a great fiancé, Sandra, and Paul had a long engagement. But there was only a bit over six months left. They had the church and the reception hall booked already, and it wouldn't be long now. Paul wasn't nervous. On the contrary, he couldn't wait to make Sandra his bride. It hadn't been easy. In one of April's cruelest pranks, Sandra had walked in on Paul in a sexy red dress and lingerie, tied to a chair. April had rigged up a recording so that it sounded like it was Paul trying to spice up their love life. It took a long time for Paul to convince Sandra that he had just made a mistake, and that he thought it was what she wanted. Of course, it took even more convincing to explain away the penis-shaped chandelier and furniture in his unit, and, later, his shaved body, an increasingly feminine appearance. Despite all these difficulties, Paul and Sandra's relationship was still strong, and their marriage was getting closer with every passing day. Paul and Sandra didn't live together, but they both lived in the same condo, as did April. For Paul, this was the best of both worlds, because it meant that he could have time with his fiancée whenever he wanted, and she didn't need to know about all the things that April was doing to him. If he kept April away from Sandra, he reasoned, they could move away, and he'd never have to see April again once he was married. In the meantime, he was forced to play her sick and twisted games. One afternoon, Paul was sitting in his unit, watching television after a tough day at work. Sandra was a teacher, so she got home about an hour before Paul did. She'd go work out in the condo's gym and then meet Paul in his unit for dinner. They took turns cooking, and lately they'd been ordering out a bit more than Sandra would have liked. It wasn't good for their wallets, or for their waistlines. As she stepped through the door, Sandra was in her casual post-workout clothes. She smelled great, as she always did after showering and washing her long black hair. Hey, honey, how was school? asked Paul. Yeah, I'm ready for this year to end. It's been so stressful these last two years, and it doesn't seem like anything I do is ever enough, she sighed. I'm sorry. June will be here before you know it, said Paul. There was some good news today, she said teasingly. Oh? I ran into an old friend of yours when I was working out. He better not have been checking you out while you were working out. Or he's no friend of mine, joked Paul. Her, said Sandra. It was an old friend of yours from school. Paul's face went white. He didn't even have to ask for a name. It could only be one person, 
and she was somebody he swore he'd keep away from Sandra, no matter what it took. He had obviously failed. Did you know April Blackwell is living in our building? asked Sandra. I think I've seen her around. Why? Oh, I'm surprised you've seen her. She seemed all excited when she found out you lived here. We didn't exactly leave school on the best of terms, said Paul. Ah, that explains it. Were you trying to get into her panties and she cock-blocked you? teased Sandra. Believe me, getting into her panties wasn't a problem for me. Oh, really? Why didn't I ever hear about this? asked Sandra. I didn't, um, I stammered Paul. So did you or didn't you? asked Sandra. I never slept with her, replied Paul. I bet you fantasized about it a lot. Yeah, sure, replied Paul. Well, you're in luck, said Sandra. How's that? We're meeting her and her friend Sarah, who you should also remember, for dinner, explained Sandra. Honey, I can't go, protested Paul. And why not, asked Sandra. I'm just not hungry. Are you coming down with something, asked Sandra, feeling Paul's forehead. If you're sick, she'll understand. But I thought you'd be thrilled. Fine, I'll go, said Paul. He was beginning to think Sandra might keep this dinner date without him, and that would be the worst of all possible outcomes. The foursome met for dinner at a neighbored Italian place. It wasn't bad, even if it did look like a place that probably had a mob hit every other week in the 70s, and any renovation since then was just to get rid of the blood. Speaking of assassinations... Paul looked up from his booth to see April enter the restaurant with Sarah at her side. She had a glow about her and a big, beaming smile as if she owned the place. He knew that the only thing that brought her that kind of delight was torturing him. Paul reluctantly stood to greet the new arrivals. No need to get up, said Sarah. It's just us girls. So good to see you again, Paul, said April, taking her seat. Paul was now stuck between April and Sandra, and he could feel droplets of sweat dripping down the back of his neck. So what have you been doing with yourself? Just keeping busy, you know. I've been working a lot, and we're getting close to the big date, said Paul. I hear, exclaimed April. You're going to be such a blushing groom. I think only brides blush, said Sandra. Oh, we know Paul well enough to know he'll be blushing too, teased Sarah. The three women all laughed. <laughs> Let me see that ring, said April. Sandra was delighted to show off her engagement ring to her new friends. Wow, Paul always had such good taste, said April. He's been dreaming about his wedding for a long time, said Sarah. Paul couldn't help but involuntarily shake his head. It was a gesture that wasn't lost on Sarah in April. Again, I thought it was usually brides that dreamed about their weddings, said Sandra. Well, Paul made quite a beautiful bride, said April. Paul? I don't believe it. 
My older sister got married, and Paul couldn't wait to try on her wedding dress, said Sarah. Paul, is this true? asked Sandra. Paul was relieved that she seemed more amused than horrified at the suggestion, but he had no idea how to answer her. Well, Paul, is it? asked April. Yeah, the girls made me try on the wedding dress and pose for pictures. Made you? asked Sandra. How could a couple of girls make you do anything you didn't want to? We could be very persuasive, joked Sarah. They had a lot of friends who helped, said Paul defensively. Okay, that makes sense. Some big guys held you down while they put the dress on you. Oh, poor baby. You didn't get any pictures, did you? Actually, Sandra, there were no boys. Just us girls, said April. And we got plenty of pictures. That's mean, but I have to know. How did he look as a bride, asked Sandra. Beautiful, of course, replied April. He always looked beautiful, agreed Sarah. What do you mean by always, asked Sandra, raising an eyebrow. Look, can we just drop this, asked Paul. I mean, it was a long time ago. Not that long ago, said April. Well, I'd love to see sometime, said Sandra. I need to go to the bathroom, said Sarah. I'll go with you, replied Sandra. As Sandra and Sarah left the table, Paul could see a wide smile spread across April's face. It wasn't a look of joy so much as a predatory smile, and it was clear to Paul that he was the prey. Having fun, asked April. You better leave Sandra alone, warned Paul. I mean it. Oh, you're adorable when you're angry, replied April. I don't care what excuse you come up with, but when they get back, you need to announce that something came up and you're leaving. Since when do you give me orders? If I were you, I'd try to be much nicer to me. Sandra knows you modeled one wedding dress. But you and I both know it was more than a half dozen. She also doesn't know about the cheerleader, Brittany Spears, and prom dress pictures either, does she? No, of course not. If you want to keep it that way, you had better think long and hard about how you behave the rest of the evening. I can assure you that what I want is what I will get. It really doesn't make a difference if you try to stop it or not, because it's going to happen. However, I'm going to enjoy watching you squirm. You always do, grumbled Paul under his breath. That's right, I do. Now, we brought a shopping bag with us. You're going to go to the men's room, or the women's room, I don't care. You're going to put on everything in the bag, and then come back out. That won't be a problem, will it? asked April, raising her eyebrow. No, said Paul, grabbing the bag and walking to the bathroom like a petulant child who had just been schooled by his mom. Entering one of the three privacy stalls in the vacant restroom, Paul finally looked in the bag. Inside he found a black... Hi, I am Miss Jen Davis, and for more information on me, please go to my website at missjendavis.com. 
That's Jen with two N's and Miss with two S's. M-I-S-S-J-E-N-N-D-A-V-I-S dot com.